Welcome to the Lift Church podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you to live up to your God-given potential. Well, we're finishing off our series called Nurture. And uh, over the last four weeks, we've been talking about different mindsets that stop us from growing or stop us from um, ac- accessing all that God has got for us. We talked about comparison. We talked about uh, reading into your situation and your experience and into how people think about you and all that kind of stuff. You can access all the podcasts for free on our website. But today, we want to talk about something that I mentioned as churches, we don't really talk about because I think quite often we come to a church and we think um, that, that church is all about spirit in, in a sense like, like connecting with something spiritual and we forget that God actually loves all of us and I don't mean by every person but I mean you as a person he loves all of you he doesn't just love your brain he doesn't just love your heart he doesn't just love your spirit he loves every aspect and every part of you and so we thought that it would be really good to have a conversation about that and, and this morning is not about telling you that you're unhealthy or that you need to do something although I think all of us need to do something but in the same way with our Christianity with our, with our relationship with God there's always something to be working on, isn't there? And so in the same way, we are hoping to make this really helpful and practical uh, about this. And and a big part of why we want to do this is because the Bible tells us that um, every part of us is so important. And um, in Romans 12, sorry, I can't, my hands are not working this morning. In Romans 12, 1 to 2, in the message version, it, it, it talks about it this way. So here's what I want you to do, God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. How amazing is that? Even our eating, our sleeping, our going to work. It's all worship. When we come into this place on a Sunday morning, this is worship, but what you do during the week is also worship. And and I love that, that Paul talks about how embracing what God does for you. He enables you to live a rich, amazing life, and when we embrace it, that's the best thing for us. And so we want to talk about it from the aspect of our health. And um, this reminds me of one of the stories that I heard while I was studying in university. I did a psychology at Murdoch many, many years ago. Um, I recently heard that the psych department is getting a big overhaul, and I'm really sad because I think it's going to lose some of what we learn. Uh, but one of the things that I studied was something called community psychology. Um, and basically, the whole thought of community psychology is that um, to, for people to grow, you need all sorts of people to come in to help. And so, uh, in particular, community psychology colleges work quite often with refugees and people who have um, suffered greatly um, in, in the country of origin and they've made their way here and now they are in Australia but they are having a little bit of problem assimilating into culture and in particular this um, uh, uh, guest lecturer spoke about how there was this one incident that stuck in her mind which was when um, I, I can't remember where they're from but these uh, this family came into Australia 
they settled in, but they started to find that their son was actually really struggling in school. It was having so much problem, he was falling way behind, and, and, they, and they thought that they needed a little bit of intervention, a little bit of help, and so they got this community psychologist in. Now, when you think about that, when a student's having problem at school, knowing that they are refugee coming from a position where they've probably been traumatized in uh, where they used to live and in their lifestyle, you'd be thinking you need to have some psychological help, yeah? But this community psychologist came in and brought in a team which included a nutritionist. Amazing. And so they brought this nutritionist in as well and they started to talk and started to find out how this person was going. And they found out that this child was actually, most of the problems was due to what he was consuming. Most, if not all his problems, could be solved if his diet changed. Because what was going on was this. The family came in and didn't know that um, bright lights doesn't necessarily mean good. And so they were feeding him McDonald's and KFC and all that kind of stuff because they thought it was normal. And then they started because uh, uh, they, they thought that this is what everyone did, so they got him computer games that, that were probably a little bit on a violent side. And so he started to play them, and he would play them till really late at night. And he was waking up really uh, tired, and when they, he went to school, they, they, they heard that caffeine helps to keep you awake. So they got him a big flask, and we laugh, but this is a true story. This is a true story. They gave him a big flask of coffee, uh, which gave him a big caffeine hit, and, 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 and probably contributed to him not being able to pay attention, because I'm talking about like a 10-year-old boy here. I'm not talking about an 18-year-old uni student. I'm talking about a 10-year-old boy. And so the caffeine uh, contributed to his inability to concentrate, which contributed to the fact that he was disengaged in school. And then he, because of that caffeine hit, he would continue, and because he was waking up late and everything, he was staying up late, and there was this cycle where he was not getting the right nutrients in his body, and because he didn't have the right nutrients, he wasn't able to function properly. And I'm wondering how many of us actually think that we got some kind of demon living inside of us. We're having bad sleep. Oh, it's a demon. No, it's Facebook. It's you needing to turn your technology off. You know, when you're feeling constipated, it's not a demon of constipation. It's you're not eating right. You know, when you're feeling lethargic the whole day. Look, hear me out. I'm not saying that everything is to do with your health, but health plays a huge part in it. And... Um, while I was researching, getting ready for this morning, uh, I came across uh, this car known as the Ferrari GTB. Sorry, 488 GTB. I got a GTB right. This is amazing. This car is worth half a million dollars. Last year, they introduced it to the Australian market, and more than 200 people had already signed up for it. And they said that this car would not be actually in Australia till 2017. People paid $500,000 for this car that wasn't going to be in their possession till 2017. Now, if you were one of those people that bought that car, would you go buy Uncle Bob's um, homebrew fuel? Or would you go to, I don't know, secret black market um, fuel shop and get, I don't know, $20 a litre fuel for this car? Rocket fuel, get rocket fuel. How many of you would feed this car stuff that's actually going to damage it? 
And how many of us are actually going to feed it the best thing possible so that it lasts as long as possible, it runs as it's supposed to run? In the same way, we have been fearfully and wonderfully made by God. And that doesn't just mean our soul, that doesn't just mean our minds, it means our body. It means every part of us. We are an intricate machinery, but many of us are actually feeding our bodies crap. Why? Because we don't see the consequences now. And then you hit a certain age, I, I was there, I was a youth leader for many years, which meant McDonald's every single Friday. It was a normal part of life. And then I hit something like 25 years old, and I noticed that my metabolism dropped, as every normal human being does. And if you notice, I don't have a body frame that is uh, slim Asian. I am big Asian. Uh, I get big. Uh, I can do one day a week workouts and I'll get big. That's just how my body's built. So one day uh, a week McDonald's was helping me bulk up in a wrong way. And um, I noticed that these things were happening and it, and, and Beck's actually, actually um, for those who don't know, Beck's my wife, she, she actually feels this a lot more. I, I've trained my body not to recognize when I'm eating crap. <laughs> but Beck recognizes it. She'll, she'll have uh, once a year KFC and then the next day she'll be like, I am so slow today. That KFC is ruining my life. And I'll be like, why? <laughs> why, Lord? Why give me a wife who doesn't understand the pleasures of KFC? <laughs> so Mary right, guys. And Beck is right because she teaches me how not to put crap into my body. And so I hope that this framework helps you to understand. It's not all about what you eat. It's not all about what's happening to your body. But a big part of your life has to do your body. Make sense? And what we are going to talk about, and this is why I wanted Shelly to do it, because Shelly doesn't do it from a point of view that you need to be stick thin and only eat celery for the rest of your life. <laughs> I love it. In fact, Shelly does all of our sweets every Sunday, and I love it. Um, it is amazing, and I know that she put sugar in there because I tell her I don't want fake stuff. <laughs> I want a real sugar. I don't want that, 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 what is it, stevia? Who the heck is stevia? <laughs> And I want real stuff, and she does that. But what she brings with her is this sense that every person needs the right fuel. And I really love that. I think that that's so important. She's prepared uh, to speak to you as a person and not as a group. Um, and so that, yes, yeah, some of us are gym junkies and we go to the gym every, not me, uh, go to the gym every single day. And then some of us have never touched a gym before. But each and every one of us has a health journey ahead of us. And what we have today is Shelley talking a bit more about um, how to... Take those next steps. How to think about health for yourself. And, um, and I'm sure that she'll also be happy to talk to you after that as well. Um, but it's going to be a, a more of a light-hearted conversation. So, so don't worry too much about, oh, no, I'm going to get condemned and judged for being fat. Well, I'll be the first one to say that I probably condemned myself by asking Shelley to share the stage with me. Um, <laughs> I remember one of the first times I properly met Shelley, I was driving her and a friend to a youth camp, and along the way, she had made this tofu cake. <laughs> and I was like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> what is a tofu cake? And I gave her a lot of problem with that for a little while. 
ever since. And that's why I trust her because we, we've knocked some sense into her. <laughs> Tofu doesn't go into sweets. Sugar goes into sweets. She knows that now. Um, and so we're going to have a bit of fun. But um, Shelley did want to put a bit of a disclaimer out. Um, she is still studying university. She's in her third year of nutrition and health promotion. She is really passionate about it. And each of us know our needs. And if some of these advice or tips that we talk about um, is not for your situation because your situation is a bit different, go get professional help. This is just more to start us thinking about health. And this is not um, the, the quick fix, the magic pill that gets you healthy. All right? Um, so why don't we just welcome Shelly up this morning. It's very good fun. Do you like my intro for you, Shell? I thought it'd come up. <laughs> <laughs> the tofu cake comes up all the time. <laughs> what, what was it actually? Was it like tofu and orange or something like that? Uh, I, th I don't know which one it was, but... <laughs> <laughs> you see which one it was? You yeah, noticed yeah. she's done a few before. Yep. Yeah, but it was pretty good. You, you loved it. No, did I did no. I actually have it? I don't know. Oh well. Vic <laughs> recently tried this thing, sweet potato um, muffins, and it did not work. Uh, um, I'm really scared when when Vic <laughs> actually tries something new. I actually tell her off. I say no more experimenting <laughs> with weird health stuff. <laughs> like seriously, she put avocados in cookies, and it just yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> that's my um. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, I have to go through some counselling for that. But, um, <laughs> why don't, yeah, let's get into it. Um, and yeah, let's just find out, Shell, what has caused your passion for health and nutrition? Cool. So, um, I've always loved food and I've loved to cook and I loved eating it, which is a good thing. Um, <laughs> but I guess really um, my passion for um, nutrition and health really started when, um, towards the end of high school, I started to um, become a bit. Um, like started to compare my body to other people in my year and I started to be really dissatisfied with the way I looked and see those comparisons and be like oh I need to do something about this kind of thing um, like these body image issues weren't massive but um, it really so I started to um, do a bit more exercise and then um, care about what I was putting into my body and it wasn't really always healthy like you know limiting what you're eating to a bit more of an unhealthy extent wasn't always healthy um, but I guess as I started to love sport more and more um, I became aware that what I was putting into my body was what I was getting out of my body and yeah so that really started my love for health and nutrition um, so as Nate has said, I'm in my third year of studying nutrition and health promotion at Curtin and I'm really loving it because I get to learn about um, how complex our bodies are and um, how we can care for our bodies in the best way possible. And yeah, just really being able to help others see that... Um, yeah, our bodies are such a gift from God and we can use them in the best way that we can. Yeah, so that's where it all started. Yeah, very cool. Ooh. Well, can you give us a bit of a definition of health? I know I didn't put this in the questions, but... Ooh, throwing a, a side one out. <laughs> um, so I guess health is different for each person, and um, but for me, I define it as the capacity to live the best way that we can. Um, yeah, 
I think that's a pretty simple definition, but yeah, yeah health isn't just um, physical, it's mental and social and all that, all in one. So it's not just food? No. <laughs> all right, cool. Your relationship. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It's good. Well, we, uh, something that you didn't talk about while we were getting ready is that you say that we're not supposed to get into a diet, but into a lifestyle. Can you kind of talk about what a healthy lifestyle looks like and how do you compare it to a diet? Yep, cool. So, no one likes dieting, let's be honest. Uh, well, some people do because they think they get good results. Um, but, um, yeah, so a diet really focuses on food. Um, it's pretty temporary and um, it's kind of like some people see it as a quick fix. Um, but... I guess the lifestyle approach is making small and achievable changes to your life so that you can live a more healthy life. Um, but if I could get up the slide of a dieting cycle. Um, so this is our cycle. We start with up the top. <laughs> um, we start our diet and we're restricting how much energy we're putting into our bodies and then we're adding, um, sometimes we add a bit more exercise so there's really um, that restriction um, our bodies see it as deprivation because we the energy input isn't equaling the energy output. Um, so we're up to the deprivation stage and then because our bodies don't have what it used to have, um, we start to crave what we were eating before. And um, as we're craving what we were eating before, we really start to feel really um, frustrated and yeah, the temptation can be pretty big. Um, the temptation to go back to your old eating habits and just go back into what you were doing before. Um, it's so easy to give in and it's so easy to um, eat what you are eating before and then when you do eat what you are eating before, you feel so guilty and I guess that leads to weight gain and then that cycle just keeps continuing because you feel frustrated and then you're back into dieting again and um, yeah so that's the main reason why I see that um, dieting is really not the way to go to living a healthier lifestyle because it leads to weight gain and yeah that's not cool um, <laughs> um, yeah so we've talked about the cycle but um, I guess a li more lifestyle approach um, would yeah, consist of making those changes that you can keep going forever or that you can keep, that you can really maintain for a lot longer than just a little one-off kind of thing. Um, yeah, so for example, a lifestyle um, approach to snacking. Maybe for you, you love your chocolate and your lollies. I love my chocolate, it's good. Um, <laughs> but... Um, Shelly said it's good. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so maybe, you, you know, you love your lollies and chocolate, but instead of just completely cutting out the sweet food in your life, maybe just change it up for um, some, like, fruit or change it up for some dried fruit. That's my little favourite. Just, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, change it up for some fruit sugars which have uh, which are natural and they've also got fiber and vitamins in it so yeah and my little tip would be just for a more lifestyle approach maybe um, 
swap things in instead of completely cutting it out and you can do this with so many foods out there like for example change your white rice and your white pasta for your whole grains or um, change your salted roasted nuts for just plain nuts and they've got like a lot less fat a lot less sugar and will be sweet <laughs> a lot less salt and therefore it's sweet yep okay um, well just just to unpack that a little bit I think for myself thinking about dieting yes it's about losing weight but when I often think about having a healthy lifestyle I'm also thinking about losing weight you know what I mean by that yep. so so can you kind of just speak into that what 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 should be the goal of a healthy lifestyle um yeah cool um we're going off notes here, by the way. I know. This is just <laughs> a bit rough. <laughs> um, yeah, so if the goal is losing weight, well, um, for me personally, I think that a lot of people really um, have unrealistic goals of how much weight they want to lose or um, really unrealistic um, so, for example, you know, I want to get those abs or, you know, but they're not really aware of how much, like, the sacrifice that they're going to have to make um, to be able to get those um, goals and stuff. And if you're, so if you're not seeing that progress and you're not seeing that, or for example, weight loss, then you're going to be so discouraged and you're going to be so um, disappointed because your body can't lose weight as fast as we expect it to at times because we we're people that like things to happen fast and we like things to just you know oh if I eat an apple today then I'm gonna lose my five kilos you know <laughs> um <laughs> but um yeah so we really need to um make achievable goals and then and if we're making achievable goals then we're making small changes and we're able to have established um habits that keep us going and then over time we're so going to see those weight loss goals being achieved and yeah does that answer that yeah weight loss? i think so yeah yeah i guess the big thing is that it's not just about weight loss but it's really about living out mm. a full life yeah and i guess um, one of the things that you say is that food is for fuel and enjoyment yeah and um yeah so that's that's a bit of fun how can you yeah let us know why you talk about it as fuel and then food as enjoyment as well yeah yep yep so um for fuel um really what you put into your body is what you're going to get out because just like Nate was saying before about with the car what he what goes into the car is really what fuels it up for um forever really like you know you could either damage it or whatever um but yeah so um just choosing the best um food sources to go in really makes the best come out and um, it's to be enjoyed as well because food can really taste good. I don't know about you if you've had some <laughs> <laughs> not so good tofu cakes or... Um, They're never good. No? Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> as long as you enjoy them, Shell. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so for enjoyment, I guess um, just being able to recognise that when we're, f um, when we're full, we need to stop eating. And when we're um, uh, hungry, we're actually able to eat. And we're actually able to eat until we're satisfied. And, um, yeah, just being aware of um, 
yeah, that it can be so enjoyable. But I guess food can't be the only source of enjoyment. So, like, we can't use food to cover up our feelings of, like, anxiety or feelings of stress or loneliness and stuff like that because if we're using food as our only source of enjoyment, then... um, you know, we're going to have an unhealthy relationship with food and it's going to be like our go-to thing. And, yeah, so I just really encourage you guys just to um, see that food is enjoyable and you can, like, you can take time to eat and but just, yeah, not taking it to the extremes. So the whole thing about having a balanced diet, kind of a thing. Yeah, kind of a thing. Kind of a thing. (laughs) We do like a balanced diet. Yeah, so, so... Maybe maybe it would be helpful for some people to explain what happens when we actually eat healthy or maybe tell us what happens when we don't have a balanced diet. Oh, hope you guys are enjoying this. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. <laughs> so next week as well, Shell? Yeah, round two. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, so a balanced diet, um, it really means we can't just cut out particular food groups because each food group or each um, different food has um, different nutrients that we need in our lives and we need those to um, keep functioning well. And I guess when we're... um, um, the effects of a healthy, balanced diet would really include, like, um, you're feeling so much more energetic and you're f- um, not feeling as tired. I know when I'm not eating as well, I feel really unmotivated and, you know, tired, can't be bothered doing anything. Um, but, yeah, I guess also you've got a better immune system, um, you're able to think clearly, um, handle stressful situations better. Um, yeah, there's so many benefits of eating a balanced diet because... Yeah, you're really filling your body up with what you need. And, um, yeah, what a balanced diet looks like really um, means eating from a wide variety of foods. So um, lots of colours, lots of, um, (laughs) yeah... Macca's isn't colourful. It's like natural oh. snakes. You know how they're uh, all Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Um, if I could get the slide up about the... Um, food wheel. Food wheel, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, so we've got some resources out in the foyer. So, like, uh, just real um, pretty general guidelines that they've got included. So you guys can... Um, head out there later and check them out but this is Australian Guide to Healthy Eating and um, it mainly consists of um, yeah all the different food groups and what we should be eating from each part and um, I guess that sometimes we look at the food group and we're like oh should we be eating lots of carbs and you know all those breads and grains and stuff but we need them to fuel us up and I guess it's more a balanced diet would really consist of um, just mainly limiting your your added sugars, your saturated fats and your added salt and um, just eating things that are a lot less processed. And, yeah, um, I guess, you know, it's okay to eat chocolate every now and then. It's okay to eat chips every now and then. But um, we need to be aware that when we're pushing our body too far with adi- eating too much of this, then... Um, we really need to take a step back and, you know, disperse our groups. Um, and we'll disperse what we're eating from each group. don't know how that came out. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, does that answer? Yeah, definitely. I guess from 
a non-nutritionist point of view, yeah. sometimes talking about cutting out added sugars and all of that, that's all good and well, but it almost sounds a little bit inconvenient. <laughs> Anyone here with me? Back me up. A bit inconvenient. Oh. <laughs> so, so what, what would you say to a person, let's say you're seeing a client who's like having a really unhealthy diet or maybe not even that bad, but just saying, hearing you say, okay, you need to cut out processed foods or but, like lessen it, but that's so inconvenient. That means having to go to the shops and, you know, thinking about reading every label and every package. Like, how do you simplify that experience? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I guess you've mentioned quite a few barriers that people have to healthy eating. So like time, um, even money, even um, convenience. And I guess time would be a pretty big factor for a lot of people. Um, but I guess I think if we prioritise it just a little bit more, it's going to affect everything. Like um, I think the biggest thing for that affects time is how you do your food shopping like if you're gonna do your food shopping really well you're gonna set your whole week up really and you're gonna set your whole food intake up for um so you're able to have access to healthy food pretty much all the time and um so i guess there's ways that we can um increase that access just a little bit easier and it actually is really affordable like there's so many ways that you can do it on a budget whatever living within your means um so for example um why not stock up on frozen fruit and veg which is so nutrient packed or why not um eat what's in season which is often a lot cheaper and yeah and i hope that those little tips and even like writing a plan before you um, go to the shops and sticking to it and not eat, uh, not going shopping when you're, like, yeah, hungry or tired or... Or hangry. Hangry, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I hope those little tips really help you. And I guess they're, they're really big um, time savers because you're just going into the shop, getting what you need and getting out. <laughs> I know maybe some people really enjoy food shopping. Not me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Don't go to the tofu aisle much. <laughs> but it's, it's, I guess, yeah, from, from that, yeah, you're, you're kind of talking about just taking the little steps. Mm. So maybe just spending 10 minutes more per week to plan out your, your, your yeah. shopping list and then actually going ahead and following the plan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's not unachievable big things. Because I guess for me, sometimes I think... When I think of a health person, I think of a nut job. <laughs> I think of a person that, you know, kind of takes things to the extreme. I'm having one little slice of cake and they're, they're slapping it out of my hand. <laughs> and I, I heard this story of one of um, our friends who has got this, like, PT um, person and, and she was having a really stressful week, so she actually Snapchatted. So don't Snapchat your food. That's another tip. Uh, but she Snapchatted a, a picture of her eating Macca's, and her PT actually went off at her and said, "You're you're you're losing everything that you've actually worked towards, and uh, yeah, you're you're do you re are you really like concerned about your health or you're not? So yeah, w I guess I I think that's one of for me. That's one of the barriers. I think the healthy lifestyle is actually a bit crazy. It's like waking up at 4 a.m. to do workouts and then um, having someone slap sweets out of my hand all the time or, or something like that. But yeah, I guess what you're trying to say is that it's actually really achievable mm. if you take it one step at a time. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so I guess I just want to give you guys permission to enjoy food so you're able Thank to... Thank you. <laughs> so we're going to KFC after this? <laughs> is that what you're saying? We're all going to KFC after this, oh. is that what we're saying? <laughs> Um, yeah, and also, um, yeah, we need to be realistic. What I was saying before is we need to be realistic with our goals. Mm. Um, but also, um, yeah, sometimes... I've lost myself a little bit. <laughs> Speak from the heart, Shell. Speak from the heart. Okay, got this. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so what you were saying was really you see that there's health nuts out there and then it's so unachievable and things like that. But I guess um, we, if we're so critical of our body image and the way we see our bodies, it's going to be so hard to change it. Like, if you take where you're at now and you're going to... Be, um, and you become pretty disappointed with where you're at now, then it's going to be so hard to get to your goals. Um, yeah, and I guess just being really comfortable with who you are and then you can, then you're able to make those changes and um, yeah, so I think when we're comparing ourselves to other people, I guess like what Beck was talking about before about comparison, but um, when we're comparing ourselves to other body types which aren't ours, then we're going to so easily give up and then um, yeah, we're going to so easily head for these extremes where we either really don't care about what we're putting into our bodies or uh, or we care way too much. Or um, Yeah, and I think the people that care um, way too much and they have all these great results coming out and, you know, they've got the six-pack or they've got the, you know, what, whatever thigh gap or whatever everyone wants or I don't know... Um, I think really we kind of aren't aware of the sacrifices that they make and yeah. maybe they actually really don't have a healthy relationship with food and maybe they really, you know, hate eating or, you know, and eating is to be enjoyed and it's to be what we put into our bodies to be fueled. So, um, yeah, I hope that helps. But I guess the biggest thing is um, just being happy with your body and then going from there and just not being so um, critical and because everyone's got such body different body types and I know for me I really struggled with that um, especially when I started doing more sport because you know you bulk up a little bit I guess <laughs> but you know yeah there you go yeah, I think something. Leave it on that. <laughs> I think something that you mentioned there that to me is really quite interesting and empowering is that you're almost saying that if you don't know your body type and you don't appreciate that, that's a bad body image. That's an unhealthy body image. Is that what you're kind of alluding to? And I guess in that sense, what is a healthy body image? You know, does that mean that you need to be a certain something or, or is it just something that's in your mind, I guess? Go about this. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess what I'm saying is that the, um, the in-between is really achievable. Um, so you don't need to go for either extreme. But I guess we're asking, like, what is the... Yeah. What, what is, is a healthy body image? Yeah. Um, I guess 
it's being well I guess what I was talking about before with um, being able to eat and feel comfortable with that but also and also able to exercise and feel comfortable with that as well because um, a healthy lifestyle isn't just about eating let, let's be honest like it's a bit of diet and a bit of um, exercise and all that sort of thing um, yeah, so just being a so a healthy body image would be really um, not obsessing over your weight and not obsessing over or stressing over parts of your weight, but being able to feel so comfortable with it. Yeah. How do you how do you get to a place where you're comfortable with it? What are some <laughs> tips? Um. So. Yeah, as I was saying before with um, the little, changing the little things, so like swapping out your snacks or swapping out different parts of your diet. Um, but also, um, yeah, there's other things that we can do in our lives. Maybe maybe for you, um, maybe you find it really hard to drink enough water in your day or um, something like that. Maybe... Um, maybe start by bringing a water bottle with you or having access to water all the time or um, maybe for you it might be um, adding a bit more physical activity into your life so um, bringing your gym bag with you wherever you go or whatever I know that because I work at a pool I kind of like you know bring my go for a swim before work and then it's just like done it's good <laughs> but um yeah, so just making it convenient for you. So making those little changes that are so easy for you to achieve and then you can go from there and it becomes so much easier. Like as you as you keep going, it um, the little changes become easier. And I guess it's all a learning process because, you know, if all you've ever known is that, you know, uh, chocolate tastes great, then um, well, I guess you're going to go back to the other foods and you're going to be like, oh, this doesn't taste as good as chocolate, you know. Um, but I guess it's a learning process. So, yeah, we really need to be... Um, I guess it's a committed commitment to learning, really. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess something that you mentioned was also knowing your body type. And I, I think... Yeah, it's cool, isn't it? It is cool. <laughs> so, yeah, what's a healthy way to know what your body type is your body is your body tight, body shape? Um, yeah, I'd more look at it as if um, what's your nutrient needs, what's your energy needs, what do you need to keep going? Um, I think that's a much better way of looking at it as like instead of, oh, you, your body type, is you need to be your stick thin or, you know, you need to be real bulk or whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, good. Um, but, yeah, I guess how do you know your nutrient needs and how do you know your energy needs? Well, um, so there's a range of factors that we need to take into account. Um, we need to take into account your age, what, um, your gender, what you're doing in your day. Um, uh, yeah, so there's heaps of factors that we need to take into account. And I guess everyone knows the BMI here. Yeah, no. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but if you do know the BMI, it compares your height to your weight. So it completely disregards a lot of factors that you need to take into your life. Like, life. like it completely disregards your body composition and um, it's not really realistic. But I guess there's, um, there's indicators that we talked about before, like, you know, your energy levels or how you feel. And those are real indicators that you're meeting your energy needs and your nutrient needs or not. Um, 
but also I guess there's a few real general guidelines that everyone needs to um, take into account like what we were talking about before by eating from a range of food groups like limiting your um, fats and sugars and carbs but um, I've got this funny um, picture I don't know if you guys will find it um, but we can't completely limit particular food groups um, otherwise you have a pretty funny view of yourself <laughs> um, yeah so um, yeah, this is really, it's just too funny that I can't. <laughs> um, yeah, so, well, yeah, there's real general guidelines that we need to take into account and that's to help us meet these nutrient and energy needs and, yeah, cool. Yeah. So I guess in the somewhat extreme cases, if you go, f do you go for blood tests? Do you go to, like, how do you... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it's a big thing to find out your nutrient needs, isn't it? Yeah. So is it just a personal discovery journey? Yeah, yeah. I think it's a pr well, okay, I'm not saying you don't need to go for blood tests and stuff because if you've got a nutrition-related health condition, I recommend you do. Like, I recommend you see someone that you need to see and they'll give you such specific um ideas for like for example um maybe you've got a nutrition deficiency and you might need to find that out um but i guess for if you don't have a nutrition um related condition or whatever i guess for me i know that just working out how my body feels after i've eaten that like for example no, I personally choose not to have too much dairy because I feel pretty gross after it. So, like, you might not um, feel that way, so go for it <laughs> and get all the calcium you need from your <laughs> dairy. But, um, you know, I've got to find other ways to get my calcium then. But, um, yeah, so really it's just working out what suits your body and what suits, um, what, how does it make your body feel? Like, above all, how do you feel after eating that? Like... Do you feel like you want to nap after eating that? Or? All the time. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. I did not like that. Ah. <laughs> All right, we're running out of time, Shell. Um, can you just give us two tips that you would say have really will really help people in their journey towards health? Choosing the best here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so um, one of my biggest passions would be... Um, uh, the nutrition of children because um, the nutrition of children really sets um, like their habits really um, sets them up for life or or not um, so I want to really encourage the parents or soon to be or whatever um, uh, that the, what you um, the experiences you have with your children about food really um, either encourages healthy habits for them or it doesn't and I guess little tips would be um, include them in food preparation or um, eat with them or you know take the time to eat with them or um, maybe for you yeah just keep encouraging them to eat foods that they don't like because especially at that young age that they they might not like foods. It's maybe that's just because they haven't tried it enough, or um, yeah. So like, yeah, parents set your kids up for great 
um, eating habits and they'll be set up for life. Um, and also, oh, last tip, choose one of them. Yeah. Oh, um, and another passion of mine would be physical activity. Um, yeah, I just want to encourage you guys to involve people around you in that. Involve other people in your journey of being physically active. And it's such a great way of um, keeping each other's accountable. And um, just, like, for example, you know, I know that um, I swim with a group of people and, you know, if, I, if I'm not there, I feel like, you know, they're like, where were you? And I was like, I don't know, I was sleeping. Like, <laughs> like you know, or something like that. If you've got people to keep you accountable, it's so, um, so much easier to do it. And if you're setting goals together, um, you know, and they're small and achievable goals like we talked about, that um, you're so going to smash those goals and then they're there to celebrate with you and, um, it really encourages continued um, progress if you've got other people with you doing it. So, yeah. Very cool. Oh. Well, that's all the time that we have today. Yeah. Why don't we thank Shelley? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for tuning in today. If you would like to find out more about Lyft, check out our website at theliftchurch.com.au.